We are back. It's the Joe Holka Show presented by Line Movement, Super Bowl 55, Chiefs, Bucks. Wanted to cook up something a little extra special for you guys this week, because obviously throughout the entire season, I've been doing my best to bring on some of the top experts throughout the fantasy football betting and DFS industry. And now's a great time to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, by the way. But I thought it'd be a fun thing to put together a compilation of some of the top moments that we broke down for the Super Bowl matchup off stream. Of course, you're going to want to stick around until the end of this video where we give our final picks and predictions. Some thoughts on both the over, under, and the spread will be sprinkled in throughout the video as well. But if you enjoy this style video, these compilations, bringing it all together with all of these guests, definitely let me know in the comments. Smash that like button to show your support. Let's get into it. Well, let's let's move over to the Super Bowl, though, because I, I know we'll do our normal matchups our, our against the spread video on the week of the Super Bowl. Now we got a little bit more time to sit back. So like overarching thoughts, Chiefs Bucks looks like the line is opened at uh, Kansas City being three and a half point favorites per blitzbet.eu. The over under opened at 56 points. Uh, Reeves, honestly, I thought this one might be skewing a little bit more heavily towards the Chiefs. What was your initial thoughts when you saw this line? They basically just copy and pasted what they had in week 12. It was Chiefs 3, 56-point total. As you said, we saw these teams play earlier this year. Uh, it was whenever the Chiefs were just pacing themselves. I'm not sure how much we can take away from watching the Chiefs in the second half of the year. But I'll tell you this. Number one, we've never seen a team, and the three-and-a-half-point line should tell you this. Vegas is giving Tampa a lot of respect. I did not expect respect. it to open there. I thought no. it would be closer to six. Yeah. I mean, that's just what makes sense when you look at the teams on paper. However, you have a couple of things going on here. One is Vegas is going to set the line where they get 50-50 action. Mm -hmm. And I think Tom Brady just has that much sway in the gambling public. Um, but we haven't had a team, first time ever, play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. I don't know what that, that's worth, but it's worth something. Just to be able to be in your routines, sleep in your own bed. And this is going to be an interesting Super Bowl, too, because I just don't think we're going to see all the hoopla and distraction. But I don't think either of these teams are going to be distracted. I think we saw two extremely mentally tough, extremely focused teams. Mahomes versus Brady. <laughs> Who's going to run the ball? Yeah, none of them. <laughs> I mean, that's really the question. I, I mean, I don't I can't see them taking the ball out of Brady's hands. Uh, you could say that the Bucks are the team that should be able to run the ball in KC because that's the one way that I guess you can move the ball against them. You try and eat up that clock. But again, it's all about the mindset is saying we have to score as many damn points as possible. Like if you're going against the Chiefs, you almost don't look at the scoreboard. You don't look at what the Chiefs have done because, you know, the the Bills jump out to a lead. It's like, OK, nine, nothing. Great. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's like 21 and nine. You're like, what the hell just happened? Like. So it, it, it goes back to even uh, last year, I think it was, the game against Houston, uh, where Houston jumped out to a lead. And then all of a sudden, it's like KC wins by, you know, multiple touchdowns because this team will just not stop. And it's almost like playing like you don't know what's on the scoreboard. Don't go in that prevent defense. Continue with your game plan. It's one of the, the things that drives me nuts about teams playing the Chiefs. It's almost like, okay, we could take our foot off the throttle a little bit. No, no, no. Just keep scoring points. And Tom Brady's the guy that can do that. Unfortunately, again, it comes back to the idea of, that Kansas City secondary, and you really don't generate a whole lot of big plays against them. You kind of have to nickel and dime them the way down the field, where they used to be a defense that was kind of hindrance. You know, they would always they, they'd be the defense, the reason the team was passing, the reason that you wanted offensive players in the Chiefs. Now that defense is actually limiting for the fantasy players. Like Patrick Mahomes can put up all-time numbers in this offense, but the problem is that their defense was actually top 10 in terms of points allowed this year. And they've been, you know, you go back to last year when they installed that 4-3 scheme, things got better for this defense and they've been much better. So it's really going to be an, an amazing game. It's going to be a fun one. 
first match. I mean, the Chiefs are are up 17-0 at the end of the first quarter. The Buccaneers don't really change their approach at all. They come out and do not play a lot of too high safety. They did. They end up playing too high safety 58% of the time in the game, uh, 35% of the time versus everyone else in the NFL this season. Um, but that first quarter, they come out, play a lot of single high safety, a lot of man coverage. Tyreek Hill has 200 yards in the first quarter. That didn't uh, work. <laughs> yeah, no. And then also offensively, they had four three and outs in the first quarter, the Bucks mm-hmm. offense. Uh, so you're down 17 nothing immediately, chasing 17 points against the Patrick Mahomes team. But in that game, the Chiefs also were, they had three red zone drives that didn't convert for touchdowns in that game. They also had 10 penalties in that game as well. And still, you know, you, you, you know, you have to tooth and nail a, a push against them. A lot of people are telling me that Tampa Bay, um, I'm not giving them enough credit. So I guess where do you stand on this one so far? I mean, I, I do think with spreads for the Super Bowl, especially when it's it's Tom Brady and, and the past is just the Patriots, we kind of do have to take them with a grain of salt. It is the one game where I think Vegas might leave um, a little bit of meat on the bone for the sharp betters because there is such a huge influx of betting from wherever, whatever sports book you're at, whether you're online or an offshore book. Like it just the, the influx of betting is so big that the public um, can really really be can, can really force that line to, to not necessarily be as sharp. So I'm with you. I think it's probably closer to like a true like four and a half, five point line. Um, and on the Bucks side, you know, if we get Antonio Brown back in this game, if we get Scotty Miller, who we just talked about um, running some of those great vertical routes, in addition to Chris Godwin, a couple of weeks healthier than what we've seen him in the playoffs. Now, Mike Evans Mike Evans, despite the fact that one of those passes like Brady misses high, Brady never misses high, misses him high, goes off his fingertips, ends up as an interception. Uh, I think Evans played great against the Bucs and is another really underrated guy off the line, getting off press coverage. I I, I think that's going to be tough for the Chiefs to cover all those guys, especially with some of the issues in their secondary from a health perspective that we saw in the conference championship game. So I think that's going to be just – we'll be talking about Tyreek Hill versus the Bucs secondary plenty. But I don't really know how the Chiefs are going to be able to contain the Bucks wide receivers when they all get out on the field at you know close to 100%. If everything goes perfectly and you're defending this Chiefs team and there's nothing down the field, like that's like normally the time you'll see Mahomes just be like, okay, I'm just going to check it down. I'm going to get 10 yards with my legs, call it a day, we'll move forward. Now he just isn't moving, obviously, with the turf toe thing. He doesn't look comfortable on the ground moving. So, like, yeah, maybe if they end up getting more pressure, I don't know. It just but you pick your poison. Like you said, like, what do you do? Even like Travis Kelsey in this game, we talk about the 269 yards for Tyreek Hill on 15 targets. Travis Kelsey still had eight catches for 82 yards in this game. So it's not like he wasn't a factor. On the other side of it, they got 100 yards from Rob Gronkowski. They got almost 100 yards from Chris Godwin. Still wasn't even close to enough uh, to keep up. So I think that you're right. It's going to come down to the Tampa Bay defense and if they can get pressure on Mahomes. But man, there's just so many different ways they can beat you, even if they decide to play things a little bit different with Tyreek, like we assume they will or like they probably should try. I don't know. I don't have a lot of uh, a lot of answers and I'm sure they feel kind of the same way. I think that's sometimes why you have to remove emotion from your decisions. And I think the Chiefs are good at generating pressure. Um, if you take a look at a couple of their their pressure stats, they are creating some hurries. And I, I do think that that might be a little bit of a struggle for Brady as we as we look forward. How's it go wrong? Yeah. Uh, the, t- the toe is bothering Patrick Mahomes. The Buccaneers, they can't have confidence in their run defense just to sell out and stop Kelsey. Because I, you, I think you got to pick your poison there. You can't stop Hill and Kelsey. You're going to have to stop one. And then just hoping stopping one 
prevents everything else. You hope that your def- defensive line holds up against the run. So down three starting offensive linemen, uh, you know, going into the Super Bowl against this Bucks defense. Uh, when the first matchup came around, they only had two sacks against Patrick Mahomes. They did have 20 pressures. And the two guys that gave up the most pressures, Mike Remmers and Andrew Wiley, accounted for 11 of those pressures allowed. So really the only thing looking into this matchup going in is just kind of, you know, the state. If you can kind of find one crack in the armor is you say, look at the state of this Chiefs offensive line. But I think if the if the Chiefs defense is playing like it has these two games in the playoffs, they're going to be a real tough out in the Super Bowl, even with the magic that Tom Brady's had in his in his career. One of the problems was the offensive line. And, and look, yeah, David Bakhtiari was out, but this was still an offensive line that isn't in the shambles that Kansas City's offensive line is. And Aaron Rodgers just didn't have an opportunity to get in his comfort zone during that game. So why should we expect the same thing to happen for Patrick Mahomes? But again, losing Fisher, it's almost like Rodgers, right? Rodgers loses Bakhtiari, and all of a sudden the Bucks' defensive line is just too much for him. Patrick Mahomes having that limited mobility. I think it's going to be a great game. I think that line at three and a half is, I actually think it's solid. Uh, because if it were three, it'd be like, oh yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs, and I will take it. And if, you know, worst case scenario, it's like a push. But that hook that they're giving you, it's like, do you trust Brady to get there at least within three in a Super Bowl? Yep. In a Those Super Bowl, numbers, man. It is impossible to bet again. I, I this is one where I will not bet on this game because <laughs> I mean I, I I've learned my lesson. You don't bet against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Eric Fisher doesn't won't move the line, right? It's not like Mahomes being out or or you know I don't Kelsey might even be worth a half a point at this point, but like Eric Fisher isn't worth any points to the spread. But I do think you know JPP on the edge. Like the the reason why I'm considering and and I have held off on betting anything right now. Yeah. Um, mostly just cause like legitimately somebody could get COVID and it changes everything is like one of the biggest reasons why I've kind of stayed away. Mm-hmm. But we've also seen the line fluctuate a little bit too much and I'm hoping the public gets more on the chiefs and we can get a little bit of value in Tom Brady. Yeah, you make a good point uh, about the COVID stuff also that I hadn't considered. A lot of times, like especially for like the Super Bowl, like you want to try and get like in early if you have a specific lean either way. Like this line opens at three and a half points over under opens at 56. But yeah, you're right. Like this is a different type of year. Like we kind of need to let this at least settle for a few days and see if anything happens uh, because that could completely change everything. You can always hedge it out later, of course. One of my one-on-one clients 12K. has 19 seats in the 4K entry. He's been like basically just like trying to get seats to this tournament the whole year. He won it last year for a million dollars, so he's trying to run it back. So in, in, I think he's probably got like 25K or so of entries in, but he's got $100,000 worth of entries, Jake. So it's just like, I, I can't wait to just sweat that. I might not make a team. I might just like watch his teams because that's going to be fun. Were the mismatches you can really, really exploit? I don't know if I see one for the Bucks that I can say, this is what they have to do. Like there's a lot of little things that they're going to be able to do. And I'm guessing Godwin's going to be a part of that, but the run game has really got to be important. Whereas the chiefs, you say Tyree kill versus Sean Murphy bunting. I know Murphy bunting's got three interceptions in the playoffs. I don't care. The guy's still not very good. Um, yeah, we have a big sample size over the course of his career. And if they, and that's the thing. They may go, oh, we're going to stick Carlton Davis on him again. Did we see what happened back when they played in week 12? You know, when Tyreek Hill goes for over 250 yards and a couple touchdowns or whatever. How do you defend Tyreek Hill at this point, man? He seems like he's just like toying with us. Like he's he's upset because he stepped out of bounds because he literally thought that he could take it another 50 yards into the end zone. Like that guy is thinking about shipping it every single time he touches the ball. So it, like we saw what happened last time, obviously over 200 yards 
through the air. Is this going to be just another situation where there's nothing they can do to stop them? Or are they going to try and do something different, you think? It's just tough. Like, what do you do? I don't have the answer. Obviously, I'm not a defensive coordinator. I'm far from it. I'm just some goofball in, a, in his home office here. But at the same time, you know, when you people always talk about, well, you, why don't you? How can you? How can you not double Tyree Kill or how can you not double this player? Well, because if you're dedicating two players to one player, you're already changing the math there. Then you're you're adding a mobile quarterback into the mix. Even if Mahomes is not 100% from a lower body standpoint, he can still move around, right? He can still pick up those first downs with his legs. Also, by the way, they have Travis Kelsey. Like Those secondary pieces, MVS had a big game, but just nowhere near the type of weapons that KC has. KC uses motion better than anybody, anybody in the league. When we see that uh, Tampa Bay secondary playing well, because they're really able to, to come downhill, stop a lot of those shorter passes that turn into longer plays. The Chiefs are going to have uh, a lot of ways to counter that with motion, with crossing, uh, just with with tons of schemes. So from that side of the ball, I think we see a lot of the same that we've seen from the Chiefs. Just I, I think you're going to need to score 40 against them. But what we saw from them getting pressure yesterday on the Bills, um, a spot where Tom Brady, he has struggled. I mentioned just his adjusted completion percentage uh, overall has been low. And then against pressure, he's really going to struggle even more. The Chiefs, again, something that I, I think I really overlooked over the last month of the season, not including that Week 17 game against the Chargers, then throughout the playoffs, fifth in pressure rate in the league. Uh, they've done a fantastic job at getting pressure. They were extremely aggressive with the blitz uh, against Josh Allen yesterday, and I think that's really going to cause problems for uh, this Buccaneers team um, with their ability to um, – they're not going to play a lot of zone. They're going to play a lot of man with some some um, some double team tactics in there. I really like the Chiefs in this game. Yeah, it's like almost like the pieces together on like what the, the Bucks and what Brady are trying to do. It doesn't really fit seamlessly with what Kansas City is doing on defense. Like they've been making these big plays over the top. Like Kansas City doesn't let you do that. Obviously, there's going to be more mm -hmm. pressure, like you said. They're like two of the toughest players to cover in the NFL in Hill and Kelsey. That's why they're able to just rock it off for 100 yards because if you dedicate resources to one of them, you're taken away against the other. And the Chiefs make it hard to straight-up double Tyreek Hill because of how much they use him inside. He's been a pretty big-time slot receiver over the last couple of years, especially this season as well. So if they're able to throw him out there on the interior, again, that you're going to find tough matchups there. Like Murphy Bunting has played pretty well, obviously getting a ton of picks for the Bucs this year. But again, when you're lining up Tyreek Hill inside, whether you want to press him, whether you want to play off, you're just, you're just asking to get killed at that point. So there's really nothing. I mean, I'd love to sit here and tell you that all these things they could do, but basically if they decide to do these things, they're just going to get killed one way or another. Brady's accuracy issues are one that really, we're really going to have to be thinking about. I mean, obviously he had the three touchdowns, so that's always a nice band-aid on, on how he's going to play. But his adjusted completion percentage for the playoffs is now under 70% through three picks in the second half. Tampa really has the momentum right now. And I, I just think that there is going to be something, and I, you know, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head of how often teams repeat in the Super Bowl. But I do think it's something where while Kansas City was able to completely outclass Buffalo, uh, they're not going to do that to Tampa Bay. They're not going to win because Tampa Bay is not mentally prepared or physically prepared or willing to put together a one-off game plan to win this game. So I think that, of course, Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid are going to do what they did in the AFC title game, which is 
Put the ball in the hands of Travis Kelsey. Put the ball in the hands of Tyreek Hill. You're not counting on Patrick Mahomes to author these incredible improvised plays, which is just against Tampa Bay. They're going to force issue anyway, but now you have that heightened. So because that offensive line, I mean, I hate to be such a skeptic about this, Joe. No, it's, 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 it's a great it's, point. I think some people a, aren't thinking about this deep enough right now because that's like that yeah. could be this entire game, just the line of the scrimmage, literally the Chiefs O-line versus the Tampa Bay D-line. That could solve that. That could literally be the difference. I don't know if he had any scrambles, but I, there was definitely a few designed runs, which was encouraging to see. And now he's going to have two weeks to kind of rehabilitate and get right a little bit, which I think is going to be important for the entire team. I will say this on the betting side. I did not parlay this. And I did not take the over. I actually think the Chiefs win, but I don't like that over being into the mid 50s. I think they, uh, I could see this game being like a 27 to 21 type of game and a little bit lower than people think. That's, you know, 48 right there. So you're telling me Tyreek Hill is not going to go for 269 yards again like last time? Like, I guess they kind of I mean, took he could, away Kelsey. And then Kelsey he doesn't 80. do anything. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, it, it, we just saw these guys, like, literally historical type of game together, right? Kelsey has 13 receptions. You asked how it goes wrong. I'm not saying it's No, I happen. know. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, I, I guess I'm agreeing with you in, in many ways, right? Like, how, how do you stop what they're doing right now? It's just like they're playing against you each know. other. It's like the Chiefs beat the Chiefs. That's how they lose. They, they don't lose because Tampa Bay beat the Chiefs, in my opinion. So, turnovers yeah exactly yeah maybe like it comes down to something the like game. that mm-hmm. we, we got scared and worried at the beginning of the game you hope something like that happens you hope you get a turnover to take advantage of it the buccaneers will take advantage if they do get a turnover we've seen that uh what happened in the packers game with the fumbles by aaron jones so mm-hmm. that's where you hope it goes wrong and that's where you bet and that's where you go for if you think like it's the narrative like you said we always create one as much as brady it's kind of irritating to me at times you have to take uh your hat off to him because he really is a coach of this team in as much as he is a player. And for Bruce Arians to understand, to listen to him in that key juncture of the game, that you can't think negatively at this point in the playoffs. You have to think positively. You have to don't think what's going to happen if we don't make it. Think what's going to happen if we make it. And Bruce Arians embraced that. And I don't know that Bruce Arians, I mean, he had the new no brisket, no biscuit philosophy, but even he shrunk a little bit in that moment. And Tom Brady coaxed him out. I think he's coaxed out this whole team. I think it's fantastic to see some of these players. I immediately thought of Leonard Fournette and Jaden Mickens, who Tom Brady denied the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl in mm-hmm. 2017 with the Jags. Oh, yeah. Now making it to the Super Bowl with him. So it, all, all kinds of stories. Arians and Leftwich both have rings as members of a Steelers organization. Now they have a chance to attack. I mean, and, and, and then Kansas City and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes trying to start a dynasty. Um, even though it seems a little bit boring in some ways because the names and faces are so familiar, it still is fitting of the most epic stage in sports. He's not a, 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 a supreme popular player to root for, but this guy's dominated a professional sport for two decades. Yeah, that that's the thing. I'm not a Brady fan really at all, but like I, I can sit here as a football fan and be like, wow, okay, I, I lived through the Tom Brady era. Guy's been to ten Super Bowls. Like, is that good? Like, I, I can't even like fathom it. Like, in any sport, you don't see something like this. So, like, I I am kind of cheering in a lot of ways for just that to continue to roll. I get it, Mahomes, Kansas City. It seems like just such a Goliath type of affair here. But I'm I'm rooting for Bruce Arians. Obviously, all the Arizona Cardinals ties to that coaching staff in Tampa Bay. So I think that's probably where 
where my heart is. My brain is probably with you on Kansas City. Uh, but the good news is, Reeves, I get to hear uh, you, Mike Tagliere, Sigmund Bloom, all these guys give their opinions first. So I don't have to give a pick yet. I'm going to sit back and see if anyone makes a good, uh, if anyone makes a good, uh, I guess, push for Tampa Bay. Maybe I'll be on that side of it. All right, I was teasing it a little bit, but before we get into those final picks, I want to know in the comments who you think wins the Super Bowl. Even if you have to pause this video right now so we get your actual opinion, I want to know. What do you guys think? Also, before we get back at it, this is your first time here. Maybe you've been watching some of my videos throughout the year, but you haven't subscribed yet. We would love to have you join our community. So this might be a good time just to remind everyone that for every rating interview that I get on Apple Podcasts leading up to the Super Bowl. I'm going to add a dollar to the prize pool for our Patreon only DraftKings contest. So make sure you do that when you get a chance. Links in the description. Chiefs by a touchdown, and that's only because the Buccaneers made it look close late. The movement that which you mentioned before, TJ, like that is the reason they can basically do whatever they want because you have to literally sit there and just, I mean, you know, Tyreek Hill is coming. If they give him the ball, he's going to be behind you in two seconds. But if even if they don't, it gets lets these guys like Pringle get open for like easy eight yard completions on third down. Like we're going to see that kind of stuff constantly. Uh, so I think there's different ways. Obviously, Andy Reid off of a bye. Um, it's really tough. Uh, even after hearing everyone talk through these games a little bit, it's really tough to not be on the Chiefs side. So I think that's where I'm at. Firmly on the Chiefs. Uh, they were my pick from day one. I'm not changing at this point. They're preseason, in season, postseason. They are. I'll even tell you when. Uh, so, legal board betting in Virginia, by the way. Mm -hmm. I did my first. I did a 10. I don't know if you saw this. I tweeted it out. I did a little $10 parlay from my, like, dipping my toe in the water. Nice. And I hit it because it was the Chiefs to cover the overhitting and Kelsey anytime touchdown. And I was like, yeah, I made 40 something bucks over Too my $10 sharp, bet. Yeah. But I will say this. When they released the line on one of the sites at three and not even three and a half, I immediately put all the money I had in the count on Chiefs covering the three. Key numbers, man. This is this is a sharp betting take from you right now. You gotta you gotta worry about those key numbers, man. I love that. It's just yeah. So I, I I've been on the Chiefs. You know I know it's not fun, and you know it's a hey they repeat. But if you look at the, who's the more complete team, and you know you know this, who are you gonna take at this point of their career? I know Tom Brady is arguably the best of all time, but right now you you pull ten out of ten people, and they're taking Patrick Mahomes over Tom Brady. There's no question about it. It's, it's super chalky, and I hate to be the I would like to be the one to have the bold take, but uh, I'm gonna go with the passing of the, the torch official moment of uh you know Mahomes kind of registering this next level of chasing the greatness that Brady's put on the field for two decades. I gotta go with the Chiefs just because they're an indefensible, like undefendable offense at this point. You know, even uh with the fact that they'll be playing without both of their starting offensive tackles and we're just coming off a game where Bucks uh, the Bucks uh, edge rushers were awesome against Green Bay and their depleted tackle group as well. Mahomes is just, it's impossible, right? Like the Bills are getting guys in his face all game yesterday uh, and he still was unable to be brought down because he's that type of guy. You know, his mobility back there is obviously way different than a guy like Brady at this point in his career, but it's even different than a guy like Rodgers. He's just, it's like he's playing uh, music at an entirely different key than all of these other quarterbacks. So I, I can't pick against them right now, even though I think this Bucks operation is great. I don't want. Well, I don't want to pick one, man. Uh, I think it's it is it's going to be extremely tough. But for for the viewers, I can almost guarantee you that my money, so long as I can get the value on it, will probably be on the Bucks again. Um, and so I, I I think I'm gonna go with the Bucks defense and and you know the the goat uh, Tom Brady. 
not not quite ready to hand it over to Patrick Mahomes yet. He's going to make one more play. Like, put my analyst hat on and say, you're going to pick a game. Like, which team do you think wins? I'm, I'm picking the Chiefs to win the game. However, I don't think I can give three and a half points. I, I mean, <laughs> I, again, I don't want to bet on this game because I don't want to bet against Tom Brady. The guy just gets it done. And again, he is not the most talented quarterback of all time. That's I, I will say that till the day I die. I've seen, like, again, Aaron Rodgers is more talented. Tom Brady is the GOAT. Because the dude just gets it done. Like, he's the guy, if you have one drive in the fourth quarter and you're going to pick one guy to be on the field, it's it's Tom Brady. And so that's why he's the GOAT. And that's, you know, it's like the whole Jordan, Michael Jordan, LeBron James argument. You know, Jordan is the GOAT. Uh, LeBron may, should be more talented. I don't know. That's a different conversation. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to bet against Tom Brady. But if I had to pick in terms of straight up, like, who are you going to pick to win this game? Logic says the Chiefs the way Brady's kind of been doing it this year is just like these quick strikes over the top. And like we saw like what they just did to Stefan Diggs, like that stuff doesn't really work against the chiefs. So um, if they can kind of get pressure on Brady, which is easier said than done. Um, I, I like the chiefs in this game um, by, by a significant margin. If we're just talking straight up, I think it's great Joe, because what it sets up for us is what we want is a super bowl with suspense is yeah. a super bowl where really none of us can feel confident about the outcome until we start watching the game. And then even last year when San Francisco controlled the game for three quarters, the out or three and a half quarters, the outcome still was hanging in the balance. So that's what we want. That's what that great conference championship Sunday set up. Uh, Brady Mahomes, you know, it's classic. <laughs> Last segment of the season, so be sure and follow him on Twitter at Mike Taglier NFL. Obviously, be on the lookout for all the fantastic offseason content. I'm sure that is incoming over at FantasyPros.com. Mike, one of the true good guys in the industry, my man. He continued to just outwork everyone each and every year, like just doing it with class. Definitely an easy guy to root for. Obviously, you were the first person uh, in the industry that I met in person, uh, so I obviously appreciate everything you've done uh, this year for me, uh, coming on the Joe Holka Show uh, and just being a big part of building this thing up on YouTube. Uh, it's been an explosive growth year, um, but I couldn't have done it without all these guests, man. So I truly appreciate you carving out the time, man. I know you don't have much of it. Uh, hopefully we'll have you back with us next year. Oh, dude, I appreciate it. It's, it's crazy to think where we've come since the time we met, because when we met, it was like I was just first getting started in the industry in a full-time role, but it was a it was an in-season full-time role. Yeah. It was a weird one. Uh, but you getting up there and now it's like you like watching your video skills improve like literally year over year. I talk to people about this all the time. It's 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 been so fun to watch your growth, man. Rich Rebar, everyone. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Lord Reaps. Uh, we will be back next week uh, for our final matchups, bets against the spread. Maybe we'll we'll dig into some X factors. I think that would be fun. Uh, but Reeves, appreciate you jumping on, my man. Follow TJ on Twitter. He's at TJ Hernandez. Obviously, the amount of content that's going to be uh, shelled out on 444 uh, very shortly, I would imagine, uh, is yeah. going to be pretty crazy. Uh, but appreciate it, my man. Uh, honestly, TJ, like uh, this is probably going to be our last segment, right? So uh, there's no one that uh, I would rather have like gone through this with. I hope we can have a beer at some point soon when things are a little bit different. Yeah, uh, dude, I, I do appreciate the time, though, big time. I know it's a commitment. There's a lot going on. Everyone's kind of uh, grinding throughout the year uh so i don't take that for granted man it means a lot no i appreciate you too joe uh thanks for having me all year and best ball season's right around the corner so maybe we'll be talking sooner than you think i'm gonna be doing it man I i'm gonna be in the streets <laughs> for sure i did a rankings video today man i'm, I'm all in on the off season for the first time in a while for football make sure you guys follow ryan hodge on twitter he's at ryan hodge uh I this is a lot of fun man 
Matt Harmon, everyone, our last segment of the 2020-2021 NFL season. Uh, spoiler alert, though, Matt is going to be jumping on with us uh, shortly to talk through some two early wide receiver rankings, so keep a lookout for that. Be sure and follow him on Twitter. He's at Matt Harmon underscore BYB. Keep an eye out for reception perception. Obviously, a must-read series for anyone taking fantasy football seriously because this is one of the most important positions to get right, as you guys know. Matt, honestly, I just want to thank you again for your time this year. I know the football season can be a grind, but the Joe Holka show would not have been the same without you. Uh, we're very fortunate to get to pick your brain on wide receivers each and every week. Uh, hopefully we can continue to do some stuff like this going forward, some collabs. Uh, it's always a good time. Enjoy the off season, man. I know things are a little bit different for you. You're about to go into your reception perception hole, uh, but I really appreciate all the time this year, man. Hey, thank you, Joe. I appreciate you and everyone that followed along. I'm looking forward to I love the offseason, man. It's when we really get to unspool the mind and uh, really dig into some deeper stuff. So I'm looking forward to it. Thanks a ton. Sig, I'm glad that we have uh, some more time next week to dive into this more because there's so many more things I want to talk to you about with this game. There's so many different layers to it overall. So if anyone's watching this right now, definitely do us a favor, toss a like on this video. Also hit that notification bell because I'm not sure exactly when that video is going to go live next week. Awesome show today. Thanks for being here, everyone. Really appreciate it. If you could do me a huge favor and leave a rating and review on this podcast before you get out of here, would really appreciate it. it. Makes a huge difference on building up this new show. And hope to see you Sunday morning on YouTube, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, youtube.com slash Joe Holka. We'll walk through this entire slate again, do a little bit of Q&A with the community. Always a great time.